This is the 11 to 12 a.m. Equus Film Festival Hour of the 2016 Horse Radio Network Holiday Radiothon by Weatherbeta, with the voicemail sponsored by EquestrianCollections.com. To hear all 12 hours of the Radiothon, visit HorseRadioNetwork.com and click on the Radiothon banner on the right side of the page. If you are listening on iTunes or on a podcast catcher, then you will find it under the Horse Radio Network All Shows feed or the Stable Scoop Radio Show feed. If you are listening on the Horse Radio Network, phone app, you will find it all 12 hours of it under the Stable Scoop radio show. To see who won the prizes and to check out the sponsors, visit HolidayRadiothon.com. Thank you all for listening and enjoy. Hello, Jamie. Hello, Glenn. Hey, in the control booth, Coach Jen. Full of wisdom, y'all are funny. And your advertisements make me spend my money. Horsey husbands, Dr. Ying. Helena, too. They make me sing. The crew down under joins the fun. So many awesome shows, I just can't pick one. Eventing show, dressage, too. Horsey driving for you to do. Debbie's tips keep you in the saddle. Marketing show you know it ain't no prattle. Need those equines in our life. And Tigger tells you how to feed them right. Morning, evening, not enough. To squeeze it all in, it, it is so tough. Your podcasts, they are so very clever. I learned so much that I never knew I needed to know. Like the Sheath cleaning song from your shows. Thank you so much for the lessons. I think you all are sent from heaven. Just when I needed my 4 fix, I found HRN in my podcast mix. Hey, HRN family, wishing you all joy, peace, and love now and all year long. Usted está escuchando el segundo radio con anual de la red de radio de caballos, patrocinado por Weatherbeater. Feliz Navidad, amantes del caballo. Welcome to Hour 3, the Equus Film Festival Hour of the Horse Radio Network's 12-hour live holiday radiothon by Weatherbeater, with additional support provided this hour by Horselovers.com, Distance Depot, and Benefab. I am Glenda Geek, and with me in the studio in Ocala, Florida, is the host of the driving radio show, Dr. Wendy Ying, and we are your MCs for the entire 12 hours. All right. Well, this hour we're joined by Deanna DeRosa uh, of the Equus Film Festival. She's the current president of the American Horse Publications and world-class photographer. Welcome, Diana. Hey, Diana. Oh, it's great to be here. Good to have you. <laughs> we had a little hours. issue in the first hour, so I'm glad the transition went well and you're actually here. Otherwise, we, Wendy and I were going to be doing the whole show ourselves today. So, <laughs> No, no, I made it back from India. <laughs> yes, tell us about that. You were just in India. Yeah, I went from the Equus Film Festival for a wedding in India. Amazing. Unbelievable. If you've never done it, you have to do it. But the 20-hour flight, your flying time is a little bit rough. How do you get invited to a wedding in India? That would be the first problem I would have. I'd be crashing one because I don't <laughs> yeah. know anybody. <laughs> yeah, somebody that works in the office that I work in, his daughter was just getting married. And I'd always said to him, I've been to so many countries, but I've never been to India. He said, well, when my daughter gets married, you're coming to India. So sure enough. <laughs> wow. That would sound like a lot of fun. It really did. Well, I want to tell everybody, remind everybody who are just joining us for the Equus Film Festival Hour, which we'll talk about in a minute because you just finished that as well. We have 12 hours of great programming here for you. We're now in our third. We're giving away over $4,000 in prizes. Uh, we have a total of 20 hosts and, of course, voicemails, voicemails, voicemails by a ton of you. And I... I don't know why we do those shows, because obviously our listeners, Wendy, are much more talented than we are. I know. I know. I'm not sure why anybody listens, to be honest with you. <laughs> our theme for this year's Radiothon is your fantasy ride, and we're going to hear about yours, Diana, here in a minute, too. And that is any horse for alive or from the past that you would want to ride and wear. Our call-in number, if you want to win the prizes the rest of the day, we give some away every hour. And then the $1,500 grand prize goes to one person at the end of the day, 435 
272-1997. And the amazing Jennifer, my wife, will get you added to the list. Well, Diana, we have some great prizes this hour. Wendy's going to tell us about those. All right. Our prizes this hour, we have a fantastic custom product for you. The Distance Depot uh, that makes Beta Biothane Deluxe uh, Harness and uh, and Tack has an add-on headstall and halter combo worth over $100. Plus, thanks to the publishers of Trafalgar Square, we have a copy of George Morris's book, Unrelenting, The Real Story, Horses, Bright Lights, and My Pursuit of Excellence by George Morris with Karen Robertson Terry. Very good. Now, uh, again, that call number is 435-272-1997. All right, uh, Diana, how was the Equus Film Festival? Gosh, it was fantastic. I, I got to tell you, the best part was the welcome party on Thursday night when we had about 100 filmmakers, authors, and artists get up and say a few things about their book, their artwork, or their film. And to hear the the heartwarming stories that these people had to say about you know, helping military or uh, there was a guide, uh, a miniature horse that's a guide horse. It's just so many stories about what these people have done and shared and how it's going to help other people in the horse world. And now you were actually showing the films the whole weekend too, right? Absolutely. Two days. Um, we had three theaters going for two days. So it was over 60 hours of films that were shown. And just the number of different films and the winners of these different films. It was really top, top collection. What, did you have a favorite? I, um, there was a couple that I really liked. Unbridled is, um, is a film that's actually come out about, um, it was a story sort of based on true life, but about this place, this therapeutic place that helps women that have been abused. And uh, so I really liked the, the way that they did that. Um, I there, just so many. I mean, there was another one that was a Christmas Christmas story, and that one too. Uh, just you know, it's all of them having a purpose and sort of teaching you a lesson at the end of it about how horses can help people. And then sort of um, this one woman I was talking about the miniature horse. Well, she came with Apple, and um, Apple of my eye. It was a it was a trailer that was shown, and she's she's putting together a bigger one. But this little miniature horse, because it can go in like a guide dog, it was sitting in the theater having popcorn and you know, it was outside welcoming people. It really had a lot of people stopping in front of the theater to visit it. And also Dreamer was with Unbridled. Dreamer was the horse that was shown in the Unbridled show. And that horse was also visiting outside the theater, which, which kind of made a nice extra, you know, fun type of thing added to the film festival. How did they get them there? How did they get them into downtown New York City. You know, it's interesting. You are allowed to bring horses. You know, it's it's bucking the traffic that's the biggest yeah. difficulty, but you're allowed to do it. So they just they just did. And they also did, um, you know, Dreamer took his day tour in the town and he went to all different places and, and had a spa treatment. And, you know, they, they did create, they were very creative yeah. and and made that day special in New York City, which you can imagine what the traffic is like, but they're allowed. They're allowed. The horses are allowed to come on the sidewalk and stuff in New York City. I like that. That's really neat. (laughs) Now, you had some winners, too. Weren't there winners selected? Is there a big winner? Oh, my gosh. There were so many winners. It's, you there was, you know, there was, uh, the list is endless. And so not any one big winner because there are over 60 winners total. Oh, wow. Okay. And, and actually, my guests today are going to be two of the winners um, that came that uh, were at the show. So from everything from minis and shorts to feature films, it, the, the list goes on and on and on. It's just, you know, it was a great opportunity for us to be able to support and they wanna, the one of this draft horse. Um, you know, they, there are a lot of uh, places that help rescue places that help. And the draft horse, they won a five hundred dollar award when they, their their uh, film won something. I mean, so many good things supporting, you know, good causes really came out of this, but it's over 60. So to, to be okay. able to tell them, all, Got it. they well, have to visit our website. <laughs> well, we're going to hear more about that as we do talk to a couple of the winners coming on later this hour. And, but first we, we uh, want to get to some callers. So hang on, Ken and Kimberly, we'll get to you right after we hear about Diana's fantasy ride. Wow. So, you know, when I when I first was thinking about Fantasy Ride, I was trying to think, well, is it on a horse or is it some other way? But anyway, I think that 
there's two fantasy rides that I love. And it's it's about two um, events that I actually rode in. And one was this horse called Panache that he was off the track and a name horse that didn't really work well on the track. And I taught him from crossbars. And by the time we finished our career, I was I was um, working with Joe Farges, you know, Olympic gold medalist. Yeah. And we were jumping low per limb. I mean, four foot one. So to to start a horse on crossbars and to get that far was really fabulous. And then my other fantasy ride was there used to be a world equestrian um, competition for journalists. It was a championship for journalists. And so I did that a few years and my team won a gold medal one of the years. And then individually on an, in another year, I won uh, bronze, individual bronze. And, and you're talking about Kionge, um, Poland and, you know, the different places that we showed. It was really, really fabulous to be competing against other journalists all across the world. Got it. Well, I, you know, you, I think a lot of people know you as a photographer. They see you around, right? And they don't realize what, what, what kind of riding history you've had. Yeah. You know, I ran a riding school for 13 years. And so I taught and trained a lot of horses. And then, you know, there came a point um, that I sort of, you know, I had to, I had to get a total hip replacement. Um, and then surprisingly enough, I had the opportunity to meet the late Christopher Reeve. And I ended up working for him for eight years. And that kind of pulled me out of riding, but I always continued to to cover horses, write about horses and uh, photograph horses. So my life is surrounded by horses. So being a part of the Equus Film Festival is so perfect because you're exposed to so many different types of horse worlds, you know, from polo to racing, to show jumping, to dressage. So it gives me a chance to really enjoy what I love, my passion, in a different way. Well, do you mind if we take some callers? You want to you wanna say hi to some of the listeners? Oh, my gosh. I've been listening to your people singing and stuff. It's fabulous. I know. They're really good. As I said, they're much better than us. So <laughs> let's talk to Ken, who's from Canada. Hi, Ken. Welcome to the show. Merry Christmas. Thank you very much. And for your benefit, I will not be singing. Oh, Ken. <laughs> Goodbye, Ken. Been nice talking to you. <laughs> Trust me, you don't want to hear me. No, nobody Thanks. lets That's me sing sure. either. There's a reason. So I understand. Yeah. So, so what's your fantasy ride, Ken? My fantasy ride would have to be uh, Reiner Klimke's, um horse, uh, Enrich, that uh, he won the 84 and 88 Olympics on. Were you at those, Diana? Mm, no, I wasn't at those. Okay. I've been to a lot. I know you've been to a lot one. of them. <laughs> Why, Ken? Why that horse? Well, uh, it was a Grand Prix dressage horse, but he also uh, jumped the horse, and he did uh, cross country for fun. So it was a very, very uh, good all around horse. And that horse just had—it's very famous for um, doing single tempes on a loose rein after it had won the um, gold medal. It's a very good, um, there's a couple good videos of it out there. So any horse that you can do single tempes on a loose rein after winning a gold medal. Yeah, that'll do. That'll me. work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not that I could do any of that, but the horse might. I don't know. Does he need any guidance? That's what I need to know. Or is it like automatic pilot? Yeah, for those. <laughs> Well, Ken, Merry Christmas. To... Thank you so much for joining thank us today. Much. All right. Thank you. Good luck uh, winning prizes today, okay? Thank Glenn, you very much. Have pretty... a great Christmas. Glenn, it is pretty amazing when you go to an Olympic Games. I mean, I've covered eight of them. And um, and I tell you, the quality that comes out of that, the, the one Tempe's, you know, now it's becoming, you know, back then when Reiner was sort of the featured, one of the featured German riders, um, it wasn't as known. But nowadays, it's just... Just amazing the quality of dressage that has happened. It, it definitely is. And I want to remind everybody that next hour, thank you for that, Diana. Uh, good transition. Next hour, you're pro. Next hour is Reese and Philip with the dressage hour. So perfect. Thank you so much. <laughs> Kimberly <laughs> is joining us next. Uh, Merry Christmas, Kimberly. Hi, this is Kim. I wanted to call in with my fantasy ride. All right. What's your fantasy ride? We want to hear it. So I'm going to take a little different direction. I actually want to ride uh, Four Miles Kuna. It is a competitive trail ride and endurance horse. What was his name again? His name is Four Miles Kuna. He's actually uh, half 
Appaloosa half Arabian, and he's done thousands of miles in the Eastern Competitive Trail Riding Association. I thought you first said, uh, I, I thought you said Tuna, not Kuna. So I was going, well, that's a fun <laughs> His name. name. Is Kuna. <laughs> <laughs> it's just my, I, I, I thought that was an insult to the horse, but uh, it's better that it's Kuna, I think. Uh, <laughs> well, Kimberly, we have a terrible connection with you. It's like you're on an endurance ride or a competitive trail ride right now. So I'm going to let you go because we can barely hear you. But Merry Christmas and, and good luck today winning prizes. Oh, well, thank you. Much appreciated. All right. Bye. She was her, her phone. She did sound like she was on an on an endurance ride. Well, those endurance people have to be riding nonstop to That's get true. their fitness in. <laughs> so she true. probably is. Well, we have Mary Ellen on here next. Merry Christmas, Mary Ellen. Merry Christmas, Glenn and Wendy and Diana. And please give Jamie such congratulations for me. I'm so excited for her. <laughs> and will. Merry Christmas, Jen. We definitely will. Do you have a fantasy ride? I actually do. Um, Believe it or not, back in the early 80s when I was taking lessons, I got to ride at uh, the barn I was at, and, you know, 30 years ago, 40 years ago. um, I can't remember her name, but I actually took lessons on a full sister of Gem Twist. Oh, wow. And was it anything like Gem Twist? She looked exactly like him, and she was amazing. So, of course, my fantasy ride would be to ride the original him. If if and if that wasn't possible, I would I would settle for one of the clones. That would be okay. <laughs> <He'd> settle. <laughs> you know, I think Gem Twist is very popular today, Diana, for good reason. Oh my gosh, I've seen him so many, and you've seen her so many times. Uh, that horse was unbelievable, unbelievable. You have over the he years was, gotten to was. see so many cool horses, haven't you, Diana? I really have. It's been a it's been a long ride, but I can go back to 1988 for the for my first Olympic Games, and when I think back and watching Joe Farges, watching so many cool people. And even knowing Melanie, who just recently had on, uh, I, I remember watching her at Madison Square Garden. And then she now does all this hosting stuff. Um, it's really, it's so good. I think that's what I love so much about the sport is the memories. And as a photographer, you can look back at those memories when you look at the pictures. It's fabulous. Yeah, you get to keep the memories. <laughs> uh, exactly, exactly. Boy, I bet you back yeah. in those days, you wished you had digital. Oh, Joe, you are so right. And um, when I think about the film, you know, you'd have to buy all this film and then you didn't have digital. So you couldn't be as organized as you are nowadays. It's totally so true. I love, 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 love digital. Well, thank you so much, Mary Ellen. We really appreciate you calling in and Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Thanks. Right, take, have a great radio time. Take care. Well, now, one of the things while we're waiting for our first guest to get online here, I wanted to ask you about was you're also the president this year of American Horse Publications. Let's give a shout out to all of our friends, some of whom have the show playing on their websites right now. So let's uh, let's give a shout out to them. You know, Glenn, I, I love the American Horse Publication. It's one of the reasons I originally start, started uh, when I was asked to go onto the board, because I love what that that. Uh, you know, organization does. And not only that, the boards, everybody's, every single person on the board is very active and very devoted to really helping people, you know, get to know each other, network, um, get a chance to get their press releases out there so that all the members get a chance to know what's happening in the horse world. It's just a great organization that people should look into. I mean, you can just check it out online. It's just such a wonderful place to learn and meet and network. We're in that as well. And I went to the first conference this year down in uh, Orlando and had a great time. And, I, you know, if you're in the business at all, if you're in the media world, whether you have a blog or it doesn't matter what kind of media you are, right? I mean, you guys even let me in. So, I mean, <laughs> obviously, you in? obviously they'll take anybody. Wow. <laughs> you, you know, ever- half, the membership, half the membership is media. So, you know, so many people want to you know, always ask me, how do I get, you know, how do I get to get in some of these magazines and newspapers and online things? And I say, become a part of the American Horse Publications. You can actually meet them in person. And the other half is businesses and services. So it's just a perfect match. 
basically, it was through the AHP that I met you. You know, it was through our time, you know, working together as journalists, and that's why you're here today. Uh, exactly. Yeah, and you, you, and Diana also gives us reports live from exotic locations around the world, which we really appreciate because yeah. we're not there. So uh, it's always fun to hear about it from your eyes. Well, speaking of exotic locations, there are Weatherbeater blankets, Wendy, everywhere. Oh, I can't wait to hear about the new Weatherbeaters. So, have you ever seen a horse in the field with their blanket lopsided, looking pretty ridiculous? I can't stand that personally. I have to go out, even if it's not my horse. I sometimes go into other people's paddock and fix their blanket. <laughs> Designed with the comfort and warmth in mind, the adjustable belly wrap featured in Weatherbeater's Comfy t- Comfy Tech Ultra Cozy Blanket is designed for added underbelly protection and assistance in keeping your horse's blanket in place. To learn more, visit weatherbeater.com slash comfytech. Stay tuned next hour for more highlights of the Comfy Tech range, new from Weatherbeater for the winter of 2016. This radiothon is going to cost me money. I can see it now because Jennifer's listening to all these commercials going, we need one of those. Well, and also, <laughs> Nigel does not fit in any of Beaker's no, blankets. No, he doesn't. So you need all new blankets. We do need all new blankets. So there'll be an order going in at horselovers.com before the day's done. That's for sure. Well, your first guest is ready. One of the filmmakers from the Equus Film Festival. So it's Julianne Neal, right? Yes, that's correct. Why don't <laughs> yeah, you introduce her? Yeah, she, yeah, she's the coordinator of the visual performing arts for the Fairfield County School District and theater director of Fairfield Central High School. So Julianne, hello. <laughs> hello, Diana. It's yes. so good to hear your voice. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you also work in partnership with Bruce Anderson. Um, and you provide services through the Marley Project. So tell me a little bit more about that, because that is an educational thing. It is. Actually, I've been in education for about 29 years, and um, I've loved working with the students on various things with the arts through the district. And um, I also teach some theater classes. And so, you know, we've done little film projects over the years, but I've always kind of, you know, left it at that. But with this recent film that we have going on, um, Bruce's work is just so powerful and it's hard to explain. You know, uh, it's, it's nature's view is the system that he has created over a lifetime of working with horses and people and um, trying to figure out how to explain what it is because on the surface it looks a lot like natural horsemanship, but he calls it natural humanship because it starts with the person. And so um, as we kind of got things together with that, the students have been along with me on this ride as we've, you know, been able to work with film in, in different capacities. We were just really lucky to find the right filmmakers who were also kind of in the same frame of mind that we are with education and the environment. Um, James O'Connor and Dylan Connell of The Art of Storytelling are Trinidad-based, and in fact, that's where we are now. <laughs> we talk about a whirlwind. We left New York and went home and repacked for a totally different climate because now we're in the Caribbean for the premiere of the film down here that will take place tomorrow. So okay. We're excited to see James. You win the Exotic Very Location exciting. Award of any of our guests today. <laughs> well, you talk about weather beaters. I'm thinking I'm in the one place in the world that I might not really need one, but when I get back to South Carolina, you bet. That's, that's going to be the first <laughs> thing I put on my Christmas list. Oh, is it like uh, 80 degrees and the beach is right outside? Is the beach right outside your window and it's like 80 degrees? Well, it is 80. I was dying when I got here yesterday because I'm still in my South Carolina coat, and um, it's probably (laughs) hotter than 80. And the view, we can see the water. We're staying at Roots' sister's house, and so um, it's it's beautiful, absolutely beautiful. I've, I've been down a couple of times. We actually started the film down here about a year and a half ago, and um it's it's just gorgeous. It's beautiful. So yeah. And we should we should mention now, Diana, that, you asked you know, we should mention that your film won the Equestrian Ar- Environmental Awareness Film Award at the Equus Film exactly Festival. Exactly right. And I think Bruce was the most excited about that because of the category that, that we were in because that's been the basis of, of his work. Um we you know, he learned his lessons as he said in Mother Nature's classroom here on his family's cocoa and coffee estate, you know, 20, 30, however many years ago. I'm not going not to put an age on him. But um, that the environmental side of it is exactly why he's so passionate about the work is because, you know, the, the title of the film is The Edge. And um, we feel like, you know, we're on an edge right now in our, in our society, in our world. And it takes changing people's mindsets, you know, one person at a time. It's, 
it's very powerful. So, you you know, one of the things I was, you know, you had mentioned to me and I want to hear more about was the fact that you used helium balloons for one of your shots. Right. We lost her. We lost her phone connection. (laughs) We lost her at the helium balloons. Can you imagine? (laughs) They didn't have drones, so they used helium balloons. Well, I'm sure Jennifer will try and get her back on. Did you, did you, I know you don't get to watch all the movies. Did you have an opportunity to see this one? Oh, yes. Um, I do watch a lot of them, believe it or not, because I watch them beforehand so that I'm familiar with them when people, you know, when I meet people. Uh, and there were, I mean, you mentioned the Sergeant film be- yes. earlier today. Yes. What a special film that was. And there's also one. Sergeant um, Reckless film, you mean? Yes, yeah. Sergeant Reckless, exactly. And there's also one with a, with a donkey that's um, just, you know, and the, these people were on panels during the Equus Film Festival. And so I was able to get, you know, not only view the film, but then get their perspective about it, how it all came about and their views on it. So that combination was good. But I did see just about all of the films. Well, you know, we have to remember Julianne's in in, uh, Trinidad, right? Isn't that what she said? Exactly. She's in Trinidad. So she has the only (laughs) cell phone line coming out, and apparently somebody else wanted it. So Jennifer's (laughs) trying to get her back right now. (laughs) Uh, she's she, she and Bruce are are the best. Um, they actually have a um, a tour stop, an Exit Film Festival tour stop in Camden, South Carolina. And would you believe that one of the billboards was with the Equus Film Festival on it. And this year they're going to have two billboards and they named it the Equus Film Festival week down in South Carolina. It was very special. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. And they'll do it again in February. So looking forward to that. I know how much work. Oh. You know what? Jennifer can't get her, so we'll have to just go on. And Do you want to uh, plug the website for her? Apparently, her one-cell line, somebody else is still using. So, uh. Yep, I can, I can definitely do that. Um, it's it's uh, naturesview.us, so it's N-A-T-U-R-E-S-V-I-E-W.us, and equusfilmfestivalcamden.com. So Camden, South Carolina is where they're uh, where their tour stop is. So those two things, if you want to know more about the film and uh, Bruce is really special. I mean, he, 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 what you can see with, he does with a horse and with humans, that whole combination, it's very different. You know, most people just work with the horse and he works with the two of them together. All right. Very good. Well, we have a couple of minutes now that that happened. Why don't we talk to one of our very loyal listeners and somebody that you met at the Equus Film Festival, and that's Dr. Ellen from Manhattan. Merry Christmas, Dr. Ellen. Good morning. Happy Radio Sun. Happy Holidays. And I know... I absolutely love the Equus Film Festival. Yay! And Yay, I- thank you! <laughs> Yes, thank you. Thank you so much for allowing me to volunteer as part of the New York State Horse Council, too. And the just meeting so many people and, uh, again, educational as well as fun. I did meet Bruce. I got to listen to how passionate he was about his work. And people don't realize how much work it is to put on Equus Film Festival. So oh. kudos to Diana and Lisa for doing it and bringing it here to my native New York City. Yeah, it is. It, it certainly is a lot of work. And one of the things that we do is those directors panels, and we had eleven of them. So you know, to get sort of share that with um, streaming and and later on with video is going to be cool because people will be able to hear from the artists, the filmmakers, and all. And but everything, it's just a big project for two people to run. But I, I'm sort of proud at how how great it came out this year. I so enjoyed sitting and listening to the panels. One of the best ones was. Tesco, who was Romanian, and my husband is Romanian, and it was the Wild Horses of Sable Island, and the, the pictures were phenomenal, his work there on the island, just phenomenal, and again, that's the educational part of Equus Film Festival, and, and that's sitting where there the, and listening. That, that's, where the Winnie, that's where the Winnie Awards were held, too. Did you get a chance to go and see oh, the Oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Beautiful paintings and beautiful photos all over. Absolutely great. Well, Dr. Ellen, everybody that listens to the show for a long time knows you and knows who you are. So they all want to know, what is your fantasy ride? Oh, my goodness. Again, I am a chronic beginner, but my fantasy ride would be to ride in Tuscany, Italy. I took my daughter to Tuscany years ago when she was 16 
it was her desire to go to Italy, and she's an advanced rider. I just couldn't do it at the time, but I would love to ride in Tuscany, Italy. Do you have a That's specific my horse? Ride. Any horse? Any horse in Tuscany? <laughs> no, any any horse, any horse that'll take me through the beautiful hills there. I I just love Italy. Well, thank you, Dr. Ellen, for being such a big supporter of the Horse Radio Network. We love you, and Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Thanks so much for letting me call in. Got to go back to work. And Merry Christmas to everybody in your waiting room that is forced to listen to our show. Um, I just just want to say Merry Christmas to all of you and promise it gets better. No, it really doesn't. We've been doing it for five years now. I can't promise when I can't (laughs) do Oh See you, gosh. Dr. Ellen. Thank you, Dr. Ying, too. Bye, Thanks. Wendy. Bye, Ellen. Bye, Thank you. <laughs> too many doctors on Bye. right now. <laughs> I have to tell you, they're lucky to be able to listen to this in the waiting room. What a great thing. You, she your does. Show is she, she has a cancer <laughs> practice, and she, she, she forces those poor people come in for radiation treatments to listen to us. Uh, <laughs> because they can forget about their problems and go, at least I'm not like them. <laughs> well, we have some other people who have been so generous to us in sending us voicemails, and we're going to get to another batch of those. But first, we have to say hi to somebody that won a prize earlier in the day, and that's Rosie. Rosie, Merry Christmas. Rosie. Hi, everybody. Hi. You were Hello. supposed to come in in your best Spanish. Come on. I know, I know. Como están? Como están? <laughs> <laughs> Rosie was originally, where were you originally from? Dominican Republic, right? Yes. Yes. Dominican Republic. That's exactly right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, that's not yep. too far from Trinidad, right? Uh, not too far. It's all down there in the Caribbean <laughs> where it's nice out. It's own little world, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, what, I have to know what your fantasy ride is, Rosie. Well, my fantasy ride is that when I was a little girl, we had that um, we had that horse that would come around and pick up the trash. He was he was like the trash man, but he was a horse and he had one driver. And um, he was this beautiful white, you know, thoroughbred, skinny as a stick type of thing. I'm sure he actually looks like a mag, but for my six year old eyes, he was like you know Pegasus. And um, I didn't I don't want to ride him. I just want to take him off the carriage and just put him in my backyard and slow him rotten. <laughs> Oh, that's so a great fantasy ride. <laughs> the Brook will be happy about that later on when they hear that. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Rosie. We really appreciate it. Now, give us your best goodbye and Merry Christmas in Spanish. Adios, Feliz Navidad y Prospero Año Nuevo. Bye. Bye. <laughs> and okay, really quick, uh, we can get her fantasy ride. Uh, Julianne is back. Yeah, we think we got her back. Are you back? Yes. Oh, good. I am. I'm back. Thank you. You got the only phone line coming out back. You beat the guy up and said, I want my phone line back. (laughs) I did. I did. Oh, but when you were talking, I could hear a little bit of the conversation. And I have to echo what the caller said about Roberto Detesco's gallery. It was so surreal to sit there with him in an interview and then to see just the phenomenal 20 years of iconic photography. So anyway, but um, I wanted to tell you about my dream ride. Do I have time yes, to do yes, that? Yes, yes, you do. Okay, Rob, I, I have to say, I spent a little bit of time recently with Carl McCulka, who is a former head rider of the Spanish Riding School. He ended up as an Olympic coach for Brazil, has been at Temple Farm all over the United States. And he's just a phenomenal horseman. Um, uh, a, a wonderful classical trainer. So I, in conversations with him, he went on and on about some of the different favorite horses. So I told him as I was thinking about my dream ride, what would I say if you asked me this question? And other than actually having time to ride my own horse, Winston, I have to say he sent me a picture of Neapolitano Strana, which was the last Levade he ever did before leaving the Spanish riding school in, I think it was 1967. And I thought, you know, of all the other pictures with extended trots and things where I might actually fall off, <laughs> I would love to have been on the horse that he sent the picture of, Neapolitano Strana. It's, I mean, it's beautiful. So I think that classical training side of things is what just appeals to me so much. So... You know, Diana, that would be so, my dream ride. What I'm so excited about with today's dream rides, and when we came up with this concept for this year, I, I thought we would get all the same answer. I thought it would all be American Pharaoh, or you know, or, or <laughs> actually Vallegro, which I don't 
Now that we've had a Vallegro yet. So I thought it would be all of those two horses, but it hasn't been. Everybody has their own personal connection to their fantasy ride. And I think that is what makes horse people so cool, right? Yeah, because they do have different likes. I mean, some people like endurance, some dressage, some show jumping, and some the the underdog, you know, the the, the horse that's n- that nobody really knows too much about, but to them is so special. I would be, my fantasy ride is the one that comes in last place in every race because that's the only one I have a chance to stand on. So <laughs> it's a fantasy. It's you, a can fantasy. Be a, you can have great riding skills in your fantasy. Oh, I didn't know we were allowed to have better and skills. You don't fall <laughs> off in your fantasy. All right. Then I change it totally. <laughs> it does. I might try extended trot with that one. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe even a pee off and a passage, whether you want to or not. <laughs> Julianne, thank you so much for joining us. I'm sorry you had phone trouble down there, but uh, enjoy your time on the island. Well, thank you. I appreciate it so much. And we appreciate Diana and Lisa more than I can say. They've given us opportunities and now you have as well. So Bruce and I both appreciate you very much. Nature's View, naturesview.us, right? That's it. And we're on Facebook with The Edge. Bruce Anderson, Natural Humanship is the title of the film. So check us out. All right. Can't wait to see it. Thanks a bunch. Merry Christmas. Well, now we have to move on to our voicemails of the day. We have our next voicemail package, and I think you're going to love some of these. We have such talented listeners. And then we're going to come back with our second guest for this hour. We have Christine Moore coming. She's a celebrity. She's an actress. And she knows big, important people like Sharon Stone. So we're going to find out about that in a minute. You have reached the Horse Radio Network voicemail line. Please leave your voicemail after the tone. I am Melissa from Equestrian Collections, and my favorite holiday food is green bean casserole. Enjoy these voicemails brought to you by Equestrian Collections. Merry Christmas, Horse Radio Network. This is your auditor, Chantel Williams. My fantasy ride would be Bucephalus, and my students are here to help me sing a holiday song. My name is Clyde Watkins, and I would like to ride Roy Rogers' famous horse, Trigger. Hi, uh, this is Andrea Wicker, and I'm calling to let you know what my fantasy ride would be. I would love, love, love to ride the horse Lightning, um, who was owned by Sonora Webster, who did the high-diving horses in the 20s and the 30s, um, and she ended up diving blind, and I just think uh, Lightning and her had such a connection, and I would love to experience that and to do something completely out of my comfort zone and jump a horse into a big pool of water. Thanks again for... Uh, for providing me entertainment and laughs and uh, happy holidays. Hey, y'all. It's April Hardiman. I was just calling to say happy holidays to the HRN team. Um, I guess my fantasy ride would be Yellow Jersey, the reigning champion in the World Equestrian Games, ridden by Manny McCutcheon. Just be such an awesome ride on that awesome reigning horse. Anyways, y'all have happy holidays and just love listening to the radio show. Hi, this is Brenda Nellens. I've been listening to HRN since the beginning. My fantasy ride would be Aspercell, the horse in the Disney movie titled The Horse in the Great Final Suit. Love that movie. Wishing all my friends from the Horse Radio Network a Merry Christmas and a fabulous New Year. This is Brenna Starch from Wisconsin. I'm an auditor. My fantasy ride is Secretariat. 
Happy holidays, everyone. The best pony jazz. I love you dearly. You take care of me sincerely. Although you're not that tall, you are the best pony of all. You jump over jumps as if it was easy. Your refuses are as strong as they are queasy. But when I use the crop, you seem wheezy. But you are still the best pony of all. Jazz is the name of whom I love dearly. She acts as a mare, which shows quite clearly. Though her age is 22, she still acts brand new. Jazz is the best pony of all. This poem was by Michaela Fry. Hi, Glenn, Jamie, Helena, and all the other hosts on the Horse Radio Network. This is Susan Nelson. But what I want to do is say thank you to everybody associated with this whole program. Um, It's something that really is important in my life. And um, to answer the initial question about my fantasy ride, um, my fantasy ride has always been to ride a five-gated saddlebred at the rack. Someday, maybe before I die, I'll get to do that. Anyway, thanks a lot and happy holidays. Hello, this is Katie calling to wish everyone at the Horse Radio Network a very happy holidays. I wanted to share sort of my dream ride to be riding uh, Roxy, which is Stacey Westfall's mare, who she rode uh, bridleless and bareback. I've always wanted to ride a reigning horse, and she seems like such a sweet horse, and hopefully she wouldn't dump me. So it's the holidays, and the pressure is on to find the perfect gift for everyone on your list. Relax! Go to equestriancollections.com slash holiday guide and get that perfect something for your trainer, your barn buddy, your stocking stuffers, your dream gifts. You'll find it all right there at equestriancollections.com. That's equestriancollections.com slash holiday guide. And if you need a little kickstart for ideas, you can listen to the annual holiday buying guide by Equestrian Collections at staplescoop.com. Just look for episode 432 equestriancollections.com slash holiday guide another batch of great voicemails thank you all for sending those in and it does appear that uh, Diana that we're all concerned about uh, our fantasy rides killing us is what the the general (laughs) thing of the day is (laughs) I don't know what that says about our riding abilities or that the horses are just so good I'm not sure well, your next guest is ready, and I'm so excited to have her on. Christine Moore, their, their film, her, the film that she actually acted in, produced, and um, it, you know was part of was uh, is our next guest. Christine, welcome. Thank you. Hello. Hey, Christine. Hi. So, Running Wild won the People's Choice Full Length Award at the Equus Film Festival. That's very exciting. I, I think we're, yes, we were super, super thrilled. The people's choice, the people have spoken. <laughs> we'll take it. Did you, you know, get to you give a speech on stage, act- like at the Oscars? Yeah, here's the, here's the only trick. I, I was so very, very sad. I, um, I had to catch a plane, and I was very worried about the traffic going out of New York City. And so... I did not get to accept the award. We can do it now. Yeah, do it now. All right, do it now. We're ready. And I can... Okay. Um, oh, wow, exciting. Thank you, thank you. I need to thank everyone I've ever known. Um, thank you. Uh, thank you to my writing partner, Brian Rudnick, who couldn't be here. Uh, he and I co-wrote the film. Uh, thank you to my producer, Allie, my producer, Forrest Lucas, uh, my mom, <laughs> my husband who's really cute and to uh do all the horses that came and played with us on set because we really couldn't have made it without them i mean the whole story is about them and uh you know those poor guys they don't even know this is happening they're just <laughs> they're often you know enjoying life somewhere so to, to them to all the pretty pretty horses tell a tell a little bit about what the film is about and also you worked with sharon stone what was that like Ah, yes. Uh, so the, the film is a story of redemption. Um, you know, it's a story of a woman who realizes that she's 
kind of upon financial ruin, and she owns a giant ranch that's been in her family for four generations, and a couple of uh, wild horses who are not doing so well and, you know, out in the wild have wandered onto her property, and in an attempt to kind of save her ranch and save herself, she creates a convict rehabilitation program whereby local convicts come and work and train the wild horses. Um, And I think, you know, the question is who's training who, right? Uh, Right. It's a beautiful connection between horse and man. um, And Sharon happens to play a, you know, a billionaire with a bleeding heart who's going to come and save the day and doesn't believe that horses should be trained and doesn't believe that, you know, they should just be left alone in the wild and, you know, it raises all kinds of interesting, interesting questions. Uh, Sharon was amazing. I mean, what you get with Sharon is like she, you know, she barely has to like open her eyes and there's already charisma and sizzle and power and excitement. Um, so we were just super lucky to have her. She's also crazy smart and, um, and you know, had, gave us a lot of comments to rewrite the script, which we did per her instruction and she helped on set in terms of, you know, wrangling extras and which way the camera should be. And so, I mean, I, I found it to be, it was like, you know, being in a master class with, with a true master. She's one of the best of the best. That's, that's fabulous. And how do you argue with her, right? It's just like when we had George Morris on earlier, how do we, you did not argue. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you mean you could. You're yeah. going to lose anyway. Right. So it's kind of, just kind of a waste of time. Jane yeah. Seymour, too, huh? I know, right? We've really collected some of the classiest ladies in town. Yeah, the, the movie After Running Wild is called Pray for Rain, and I also wrote and co-produced that film, um, I was not in that one. I, there's there's no place for me in that world. It's um it's a murder mystery set in the uh, California Central Valley where the drought has really created you know almost the apocalyptic level of chaos. So again, timely and rich. And uh, Jane Seymour plays a farm woman who's just kind of desperate to get out once her husband is is killed, but her daughter comes back and thinks that his accidental death maybe wasn't accidental. And the two of them have a contentious relationship. And I want to tell you how it ends, but, uh, Jane was one of the classiest, uh, kindest women I've ever met. You know, I think it was second day on set. And she said, I won't pretend to do her accent because I'm terrible at it. But she said, how do you guys usually do 12 hour days? And I said, yeah, we know we don't have a lot of budget for overtime and, want to keep the crew happy and she said great i'll get us out of here in nine (laughs) (laughs) and that was her it's like she just pulls up her sleeves and you know we're you know just works at a very efficient pace and motivates the crew and keeps everybody excited and you know keeps the pace moving really quickly and sure enough it was you know it was nine hours and 15 minutes but we were done you know, I actually met Jane Seymour as well um, many years ago, and don't you love her hair? Mm. <laughs> she has I the do. Most- now, here's the funny thing, just in terms of, like, how the world gay, there's only three of us bumping around. Jane and I were just cast as mother and daughter in a new show coming on CMT called uh, His Wives and Daughters to pair with the show Nashville. So... And I, I believe there will probably be a horse or two in that television show. Oh, yay show. for so, you. Congratulations. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. More of me and Jane Seymour to come. <laughs> <laughs> and you're a daughter now. You're moving up. Are you Are you in the will? <laughs> well, I hope so. Are you kidding me? Like, all that open-heart jewelry and all of her gorgeous... She's got, like, a whole other life. She paints. She's... Yes. And then, like, I would just take, like you know, one of the guest houses in Malibu. That's, that's all I really want. Or a necklace. <laughs> Even a necklace. I'll just take a necklace. You know, this whole opening up of Netflix and Amazon and all the all of the cable networks really for actors has to be a godsend now for opportunities. It really is. Yeah. There's 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 never before been as much content 
you know, as much kind of going on and, um, yeah, you can stay busy. You can stay busy. I mean, I think you kind of always have to apply yourself. Somebody asked at the Equus Film Festival, you know, how did you get into writing and producing? And I think it's like just, you know, the longer that you're around, you do have to diversify, but that's part of what this Netflix has done. I mean, this is the opportunity to write or produce or put yourself in things, write things for yourself. There's just, there's more places for it to all be seen. So are you guys going to write a show? We expect the, your show to come. But <laughs> now do I tune in? Yeah, I think we'll stick to radio. You're the one that has looks for, for movies and TV. Oh. Uh, we're kind of radio people uh, for a reason. Okay. Uh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. She's got the eyes. If you haven't seen Christine Moore's eyes, it's, they're unbelievable. Beautiful, beautiful eyes. Oh, you're sweet. <laughs> my wife Thank is listening you. now. I've never seen her eyes. I have never looked. Just clarifying, okay? <laughs> <laughs> you know, Christine, what was it like to actually have to, you know, I mean, I say have to, but you did three different things. And I know from my own experience, when you have to, you know, write and, and photograph and all of that, um, it's fun. It's definitely fun because you can connect the dots. But what was it like for you to actually write, produce and act in this film? Uh, I didn't sleep. <laughs> that was, I mean, that is actually kind of the truth, you know, because the writing of it is primarily you're front-loaded, right? Like, you're doing that job, and that's kind of all you're doing to prepare the script to a point. And then if it is in terms of rewriting because, oh, this location isn't going to work, or this actor has a really smart suggestion that kind of slightly changes the story, then, you know, I have to get up and do that before we start our day you know, or spend time on the weekends kind of connecting the dots and making sure that the script makes really good sense. In terms of producing, that just means that you're, you're just standing, you're walking, you're looking, you're making sure. It's like being, I think it's like being a party host, you know? It's like you got to make sure that everything's on time and where's the caterer, or maybe being like, you know, a wedding planner. It's, you're just on the move, and is everybody happy, and does everyone have what they need, and oh, wait, you weren't supposed to be wearing that hat. Why are you wearing that hat? Let's go put on the other hat. You know, just all of that. And then in terms of the acting part of it, like, that was the easy. That was when I felt like I got to go relax. Like, my character spends a lot of time driving around in her Aston Martin spying on people. <laughs> so any of the amount of time that I was, quote, like, acting... It was the time of day that I was sitting, I was, and I couldn't get out of that car. I just had to sit in the car, <laughs> drive forward three feet, drive backwards for three feet, take my sunglasses and gently pull them down off my, oh, I'm staring at you. Let's do that again. And I was like, oh, <laughs> the easiest three hours of my day. Christine, before we run well. out of time, uh, give everybody the website. Where where can they find Running Wild? Obviously, it's a movie that we're going to want to see. Oh, thank you so much. Yes, runningwildmovie.com. So runningwildmovie.com. And for all social media at this point, it's the hashtag runningwildmovie. For any listeners who kind of want to go check out Sexy Tommy Flanagan, or super sexy Jason Lewis wearing a cowboy hat. I mean, that was what I couldn't get over in, at Equus Film Festival was all the different people that were like, oh, that cowboy. I'm like, oh, I forgot. <laughs> I, I remember thinking that when we cast him. I mean, he's just, don't you think, Diana, with his yeah, white hat and his icy, icy blue eyes? Yes. Yeah, Christine, <laughs> you're always safe in movies to get the girls out if you have a sexy cowboy. And then if you also put a sexy polo player, Argentinian preferably, oh, in the same yes, movie, you got a winner. Yeah. Right there. And oh, flowing that's manes my and tails. next piece. That's your next one. <laughs> there we go. Flowing manes and tails. Is that yeah. what you said? Well, yeah. and I always heard it was a girl. It was like a girl, a horse, a cowboy, a sexy cowboy. We have a. We also like took it up a notch with a, a dirty convict with facial scars. So like, if you like a bad boy, and then of course you know, such a gentle. Get everybody involved. This show has a running theme. Everybody. Cougars. It does. It does have a running theme. (laughs) We're cougars. (laughs) Horse women are cougars. Christine, uh, before we let you go, by the way, can you hang around for a minute or two and pick our big winners of our prizes this hour? 
I would love it. Okay, yes, I good. Would love to. All right, good. Well, hold on. Also, I got to find out your fantasy ride. But first, Wendy has to tell us about Benefab, one of our terrific sponsors for this hour. Oh, Benefab is one of my most favorite companies. Benefab uh, specializes in preventing and treating pain and inflammation because they're paramount for the long-term health of equine athletes. And you might know their most famous product, Soar No More. It offers your horse increased mobility and reduced pain in three weeks or less, guaranteed when using their products. Each product utilizes the power of ceramic and magnetic therapy. Uh, so they also have magnetic therapy and ceramic uh, it's built in to help promote circulation and yes. relax the muscles and alleviate. <laughs> but that's joint not stress. the sore no more. That's a separate that, product. That's right. That's the. Uh, that's right. That's the Benefab product. That's the Benefab wraps, which, wraps, which, which I use on myself too. They make human and horse versions, so we have some I for know. our horses and some for ourselves. and dogs. They also make blankets for dogs. So that's right. To learn more about or make a purchase, visit benefabproducts.com. That's benefabproducts.com. All right, very good. Real quick here, Christine, I got to hear about your fantasy ride. Who would it be? Oh, my goodness, my fantasy ride on site, Seabiscuit? Or, no, you know who I want to be on? I don't know the name of the horse, but Hidalgo. Uh, the movie Hidalgo, when Vigo Mortensen goes across the, like, Arabian desert. That's the ride. I want to be in that. And I actually just want to ride with Diego Mortensen. There Christine, <laughs> you fit in perfectly to our group. To. Yeah. You yeah, fit in perfectly to our group. Yeah, because that'll work. We've already been dreaming about this this morning, too. <laughs> All right. Let's, uh, Wendy, tell us about our prizes for this hour. We have two of them. Okay. We have two prizes. The first one is the Distance Depot Beta Biothane Deluxe Add-on Headstall and Halter Combo worth over $100. You choose your color, size, and hardware type, stainless steel, or solid brass. These are very popular in the distance riding and trail world. This bridle and halter combo with this two-part design allows you to remove the bridle quickly, leaving the halter in place. The easy-to-use snaps allow you to attach the pair... Attach a pair at the brow, and the stainless steel and brass snaps allow you to clean your tack without ever needing to worry about rust. Just drop it in a soapy bucket of water and rinse dry. These custom headstall halter combos can be found at distancedepot.com. That's distancedepot.com. Very good. And the other prize we have for this hour is we had him on the show in the first hour, and that's George Morris's book, Unrelenting, The Real Story, Horses, Bright Lights, and My Pursuit of Excellence. If you're just joining us, catch the recorded version tomorrow to hear George's interview. You're not going to want to miss it. He opens up and is very candid about a lot of things. That was co-written by Karen Robertson Terry. So uh, what numbers are we at here, Wendy? We need a number between 1 and 215. 1 and 215. Oh. Wow. 215? No. Uh, I'm going to go with 73. 73. 73 is the Hayes family. Oh, yay, the Hayes family. We love them. They have a contribution you're all going to hear later in the show. So the Hayes family wins. <laughs> they win the Distance Depot Beta Biothane Bridal. Now we're going to pick for the book Unrelenting by George Morris. Same numbers again. Same numbers again. Oh, this is scary. I'm going to go 109. 109. That's a lucky number for Katie Mooton. Katie Mooton? Yeah, Katie Mooton. Yay, Katie! Okay, yay! Congratulations to you. You win the book. Christine, thank you so much for joining us. Yes, thanks, Christine, for coming on. Runningwildmovie.com. Thank you, guys. All right, Merry Christmas. Thank you. Merry Christmas. Thank you. All right, that was fun. You know, it's always fun to p talk to the people who have worked with the people and to see what they're really right. like. <laughs> yeah, and she's, she's fabulous. She's a real, I mean, she's a real hard worker and just a nice, nice, nice person. Where can people before, wow, we're running out of time. Diana, the hour's over already. Can you believe it? I, I know, it goes so quickly. <laughs> we're at the end of hour three already. Diana, where can people find your beautiful photography? At uh, my name, dianaderosa.com. Spell your last name for everybody. Yeah. D-E-R-O-S-A. 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 And Diana with one N. Diana? D-I-A-N-A. 
Yep, Diana DeRosa. We'll also put all of this in the show notes for all the episodes. That'll go up tomorrow. All the recorded versions will have everything in the show notes. So if you missed any of the links for today, just check it out tomorrow on horseradionetwork.com, and we'll have the complete Radiothon there for you. Diana, I can't thank you enough for, or, or, for doing this. You've been a good support, and you've helped us out so much this year, and we truly appreciate it. All the reports you do, you volunteer your time, just like you do everywhere else you seem to work. I hope something pays you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we really do appreciate you being on. I love this show. You just you do such a good job, and it's something that's really needed. What a great day, Radiothon Day. Thank you, Diana. Merry Christmas. Same to you. All right, everybody. We're heading into the next hour. Hopefully, Reese and Philip will be here. And they have a couple of very special guests planned for you. And, and last year, Reese and Philip couldn't make Radiothon, so this is their their debut on Radiothon as well. Of course, Reese and Philip are hosts of the Dressage Radio Show on the Horse Radio Network. All coming up in the next hour. We'll be right back. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year.